The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome, my brother, my brother, I mean, advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. Uh, I am, uh, at least according to my birth certificate, your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. <laughs> I'm Griffin McElroy. Summer's here. What? Hot, 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 hot. The hot season is here, Summer. And Check the, the thermostat. Uh, the beaches have sand, and you know what that means. The drinks have ice. Then it's summer stuff all over. And Mayflowers bring... June Powers. <laughs> Sun Power. Sun <laughs> Powers. What are the songs of the summer? Mm. Mm. Well, shit. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know that we're far enough in because I like to think that mid July is when the Black Eyed Peas are finally going to get their shit together. You think they're finally going to get it going? Middle mm-hmm. of July is what I expect. I think they're going to get together. They're going to do the you know theme song to a big... Uh, the new Spider-Man is going to have a, a Black Eyed Peas joint as the theme song, and it's going to be partially about Spider-Man, but also about how good it feels when you're together with your friends having a party. Yeah, something um, about, like, let's, let's party responsibly. I have been uh, to try to get the... Um, the pulse of this i've been enjoying um nbc songland a show where the woman who wrote super bass and the young boy from um uh one republic and another gentleman with a beard and a guitar help young songwriters make the next big hits for today's artists and i was watching an episode with jonas brothers uh tried to create their song uh green light with a new um a new song named able heart right and so they had their choice of songs to pick okay um and that the this song includes lyrics like um just say i got the green light the things we do past midnight just me and you and it feels right just an empty room and the green light and it Hmm. it i just can't help thinking about so another bit, they say, before you come around, yeah, I was feeling blue, so tell me if you're down, and I'll fly you to the moon. Mm. Got me begging you for more, yeah, it's nothing new, ain't nobody in the world does it like you do. I just can't help, every time I would, they would start to improvise about this song about fucking, I can't help oh. but think about, yeah, that's the thing, I it's not a traffic thing. I thought it was about stock car race. No, sir, okay. it's about sex, and every time I think about it, I just think about how these men, these men who are brothers, in much the same way that we are brothers, <laughs> are like, well, guys, let's fucking pump that song about sex. Will you harmonize with me, my brother, on the song about how we get down with people? Can we do that together as brothers together? At the same time, we'll sing the same thing in this song about pure sex. Joe, what rhymes with juices on my fat hog? Can you tell me, Joe? Let me get my rhyming dictionary. So you know how it is whenever you get, you know, the good stuff. Uh-huh. The, you know, Joe. Hey, Joe, is it is it four or five R's in jerk? Because I want to get it right for the song. Our new number one single. It's not the thing to get hung up on in the lyrics you just described. But why is empty room invoked there? That's not sexy. In the original version of the lyrics, they the the gentleman even says like, "Don't need a bed." Like, we hmm. don't need a bed. Like, but I if, think you probably do. If someone but, said, "Hey, come have sex with me," and I said, I, "Yes, I am interested," and then they led me into a room a that was barren. just ceiling and floor <laughs> and like four bare walls, they're gonna yeah. dexter me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the locks, dark exterior, green light. Um, I don't think that I could sing that song. I mean, we talk about a lot of 
adult content here. I guess that's true. Not in an earnest way. When you're writing a song. hoping that people will put us on in the background to make love. Well, that. Yeah, it's not a seductive show. Entertainment Weekly has actually named us four years running the least seductive mm-hmm. podcast in the business. Just try to have sex while you listen to my brother, my <laughs> it's brother. It's impossible. <laughs> can't do it. Can't Just can't get the rhythm going. Yeah. That is what Birth most control don't will know. always be legal as long as my brother, my brother, and me is legal to be downloaded. Yes. Because it is impossible. Uh, but with our, fucking, with our fucking twisted South Park humor, who knows before they shut us down? That's true. They have been talking a lot about shutting us down lately. They're always trying um, to come for us, to, but no one else is coming for us. The um the preview of the uh the next next week's episode, I'm extremely excited about because the songwriters, the young songwriters for next week's episode are going to be working with Aloe Black to create a song for the soundtrack of Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. So that is a massive opportunity. But wait. Just a huge opportunity. I would love, it's probably too late to get in on the filming of that. Isn't that movie already done? Yeah, but at the end, it's just going to be like, I don't know. I haven't heard this song yet. Here's a song about hugging. Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw. Saving lives by breaking the law. People say that you're fast and I'm too furious, but I know that is claim is spurious. It's the other way around. I am the quick one and you are the one with the quick trigger on the gun. Fast and furious. Hobbs and Shaw. Don't know anybody who's not loving y'all in the box office. You're the number one. Everybody come and hold this gun. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a village to hold this gun. (laughs) Idris Elba is in this one. (laughs) (laughs) We've done it. Songland, Allo, please call us. Uh, We're ready (laughs) to get started. This is an advice show and we do questions. Do you want to do one? I would love that, Griffin. Thank you. You read my mind. I was I, I was about to segue into it because I felt that energy going that way. But of course, you and in your infinite wisdom, you sense the energy going that way. Just a split second. Justin's looking for the question. I, just I have heard it been said that any internship remains unpaid as long as you don't steal enough stuff from the company. I actually have a pretty well-paid internship in an office, but I still want to take the lamp from my desk when I leave the position. Okay. I've done my research, and this desk lamp is valued at $50. It's a special brand. (laughs) Damn, that's a good lamp. It's a special brand that mimics natural sunlight, so artists who work with color have a more honest relationship with their art. Boy, it's a good (laughs) lamp. This lamp. I like the phrasing of that. Like, this lamp makes me able to date my painting. (laughs) This lamp does not belong in a cubicle hidden around the computer for the next intern (laughs) to not totally appreciate. As a hobbyist artist... The lamp belongs with me. How do I steal something this large from my internship? Or is there a more chill way to ask for it? That's from Lamp Lust in Little Saigon. Damn, this person's got it all figured out. I wish I was this confident about any of my life decisions. First of all, I would like to address the first sentence. And maybe it's just I haven't worked enough internships, but I have never heard it been said that any internship remains unpaid as long as you haven't stolen enough. Yeah, uh, as as has been said by me here in this sentence, in this question to you. Uh, uh, here's a chill way. Okay. Ask your boss, do you mind if I move this lamp? Oh, good. Oh, that's and, so good. That's really good and nonspecific. Yeah, you leave that what now? Listen, this is risky. Because if your boss says, move it where? And you say, my home, the jig is up. <laughs> I think that if you... Asked for the lamp as you're walking out the door on your last day, it would be so disconcerting, I think, for lack of a better word. It would be so jarring <laughs> that the person might just say, like, yeah, um, yes. Yes. And then you're gone. Like, you're already out the door. Um, but at that point, it's a huge risk, right? Because that's you're waiting to the last minute with my plan. So it may, if they say no there, you're out of options. Here's what I'll say. Here's another uh, way to ensure success here. Ask it like this. And it's cool if I take this lamp, right? So good, Travis. Damn. And (laughs) you don't even need, you don't even need something to come before the end. But the implication is like, we've had a whole conversation about the cool things that will happen when I leave. And this is one. Even better, just sort of hold it up in front of your boss and say, it's cool, right? (laughs) 
What? You know what? Let's shorten it and just say, eh? Cool? Eh? Yes? Um, you could say, hey, I'm going to steal two of these lamps. And your boss is going to be like, no, you're not. And you'll be like, you're right. Just the one. Can, can, you, can you maybe go with like, I loved that this job was sort of like the best things that ever happened to me. And I really treasure it and want to remember it. And I'm going to go ahead and take this lamp to remember all of you. Because you were mm. a light that lit up my yes. days. Here. Yes, you're the light in my life. And this is now the light in my apartment. <laughs> if I maybe just say like I brought this lamp from home, and when your boss is like, "But it's like all the other lamps," and you say, "That's why I brought it in because it reminded me of all the other lamps." Oh, see, I was gonna say you could bring in another lamp and just swap them, indie, indie mm-hmm. style, swap them. But they would notice that you're taking the lamp that looks exactly like all the other lamps, and you left a, a Garfield light uh-huh. up lamp that you found in your sister's room that's not great so uh you're gonna need to start bringing a really large felt puppet to work with you now Mm -hmm. now and start getting everybody comfortable and not only comfortable accustomed to the idea that you always bring this huge huge felt puppet with you uh that keeps you company in your cubicle uh, that you have conversations with it when you need it, you know, to blow off some steam or talk about the new episode of Game of Thrones that mm-hmm. HBO is sending directly to you. Uh, and then once everybody sort of appreciates the fact, oh, well, that's just, you know, their big, big felt puppet. That's You'll when you know, can... by the way, the, the key there will be when you don't have the puppet, if someone says, hey, where's the puppet? Now yes. you know. Now, now, you, now know you know you're in the clear to stuff that fucking lamp right up in that puppet. And okay. carry it out, and it's good. never even been a thing. And you know what? The you know why that's such a good idea? Why? Because there's nothing else you could put the lamp in. <laughs> <laughs> I want to describe a bit of prop comedy that you could do here to get away with this. And I want you to really don't interrupt me, but yeah. I want you to close your eyes, even if you're driving, especially if you're driving, and and really imagine this. Okay, as you're walking out, they're applauding. As you're walking out on your last day, say, I just want to let everybody know that this internship has given me a really bright idea. And then you hold the (laughs) lamp above your head about what I want to do with my future. And then you keep the lamp above your head and slowly back out the door. And they will be so confused as to what is happening. Or laughing their asses off. Laughing their asses off. Thank you, Griffin. Yeah, absolutely. Like losing it with this great prop comedy you did that they won't even think like he'll they'll assume that you'll bring it back. Mm-hmm. That will be the assumption that's made is that you'll be bringing it back at your earliest convenience. Also get a big parachute, tie it to the lamp, throw it right out the freaking window. Mm. If you're on the first floor, this isn't great. If you're on the first floor, it's not great, Justin. No. Thank you. You kind of do need it to get to terminal velocity. But if you're on the first <laughs> floor, it's not a problem. Yeah, I would say the first floor is probably fine. Second, third, and fourth, it's probably an issue. But fifth, you probably have enough. Yeah, there's four floors there where it's no good, where you really need the wind to to sort of pick up. Maybe tie the lamp. (laughs) Use fishing line so that they can't see it. Tie it to your belt buckle so it looks like it hopping behind you and just keep saying, like, come on, come on. And they'll be like, the lamp wanted to be with them. (laughs) The lamp chose them over us. Okay. I know this internship has given me a really bright idea. Then you hold it above your head, right? Mm -hmm. And then you put it back down and you say about what I want to do with my future. I'm going to be a lamp repairman and I'm going to start with this guy right here. (laughs) And you just yank it out of the wall and walk out the door. And they'll be like, he's going to be the greatest lamp repairman ever because he's really dedicated to his craft. There it is. One of these certainly has to work. Certainly one of them. I got a Yahoo answer here that was sent in by Jack. Thanks, Jack. It's an anonymous Yahoo Answers user who I'm going to call Theodore asks, would I get laughed at if I called the living room the drawing room and the dining room the morning room and the kitchen the scullery? Mm. I watch a lot of movies from the 40s, so I've started to pick these things up. And yes, I'm aware the living room was called the parlor, but I don't have a mansion. What? I'm so, there's, there's so many things there. Well, I mean, I would rather have a drawing room than a parlor, right? Because I, you know me, I'm always sketching something. And That's true. 
Yes, and my plants, my birds. Is that why it's called the drawing room? Maybe it's more like the drawing together of new ideas. Or perhaps where you might draw cards for a game of Nah, dude, bridge. it's sketching doodles and doing for fun sketching. cartoons. Uh, uh, yeah, people loved that shit back Downton Abbey, they were always just whipping up little, you know, ziggies. Uh, <laughs> just that little doodle where it looks like the guy with frizzy hair is poking his nose over the oh, horizon. What's his deal? What's he hiding? What's he even doing? Here's the thing that I think threw me about the further details of this question, Griffin. The question asker saying they're just picking up things like, yeah, like it's, I don't know. Like you traveled abroad for two years and came back with a bit of an accent. Yeah, also the 1940s is really when these words came to power. <laughs> the 1940s during uh, you know World War II is when we really started calling shit the scullery. Uh, I, I'm no uh, historian, but I'd be willing to bet that basically for as long as you've been dining in it, I think the dining room has been called the dining room. No, it's the morning room, because you only eat in there in the morning. Anyway, we're dodging the question, and the answer to it is, you're going to be made fun of so savagely, uh, you may actually die from it. Yes. You may actually experience death from how bad the making fun of you is, if you say, if you call your kitchen the scullery. And there's yes. no amount of explaining away that I feel like you can do to get over this one. That's the big one, because I think if you called your living room the drawing room, even your family who loves you the most, they would be like, hmm... Oh, it's weird. It's not, okay, it's fine. And then you call the dining room the morning room. They're probably going to say, do you mean the dining room? But the second you say scullery, it's done. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> fe fe fetch me my pizza chips from the larder. And what are you <laughs> fucking saying? What do you mean? Oh. Well, I, I, I look at houses sometimes to kill the time until I die. <laughs> and um, I was on Zillow. And they, I saw one house that had a room that was labeled popcorn room. Hell mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I tried to Google it, and Google had never heard of it. So I don't know. It must just be this person saying. Seems self-explanatory. Did you look with their photos? Nope. No photos. Just a, one label popcorn room. Mm. I don't know if there were doors or not. I guess there was a door, but it was just labeled popcorn room. Did you, you put in an offer, right? I mean, did you go in a little no, bit under asking? For, oh, shit. No. I did almost buy a house one time that when I was very young, except I didn't have the money to do it, but it did have a door hidden behind a bookshelf. Oh. And I've, I've always really oh, wanted that. If you, What do you think would be the hardest room to pull off saying that you have with a straight face? Because I think it's conservatory. Oh, yes. I think oh, that would yeah. be the one that would be the toughest to say, like, oh, this is the conservatory. That or I think the ballroom. The ballroom is tough. The ballroom is tough. If you say you have a conservatory though, it's just to murder someone in, mm. hands down. Mm -hmm. That's my main uh, sort of familiarity with the room. It's and Which is weird because you're not conserving something. You're snuffing it. For It should be called the snuffatory. Probably sex dungeon. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Um, you know, they also call conservatory solariums. That's even worse, I think. I sense. think you could get away with solarium only because people would, like, if you walked into, you know, sometimes people, like, screen in their back porch or they, like, you know, have windows in their back porch or whatever. If you walked in and said, this is my solarium, I wouldn't know that you're right, but I also wouldn't know that you're wrong, and I wouldn't say anything. You could get away with that. But if you walked me back there and you said, this is my conservatory, I would say, no, it is not. Uh, the solarium is a room where you watch the George Clooney vehicle Solaris. Yes. That is yeah. the, the main purpose of that. that. But don't you, laser disc looping. Don't even fucking think about eating popcorn while you enjoy the movie. There is a no. separate room for that. And you should know better. You have to go into the other room if you want a salty snack. My favorite is like how it differs by country. Like if you're in London and you say, where's the water closet? They'll be like, oh, it's right over there. That's but if funny. I said that shit here, I'm getting booed out of town. Um, people are just gonna make fun of me till I cry water down my face. I didn't Ugh. know this when I first, the first time I traveled uh, internationally, I went to Cologne, Germany for a games conference and I didn't know, I didn't even know what water closet was. So when I saw the, you know, restroom sign with WC on it, I thought like, this is where WC Fields goes to shit. Mm -hmm. I think that they are dead. <laughs> um, 
And then I remember asking somebody like where the where the toilet was, and when they corrected me, I felt like such a boob because it's a, that must be like if somebody over here was like, "Where's where do you keep your shitter and pisser at? Where I can make where I can make my dirty trash in a hole?" Because I didn't say the good way to say it. I guess WC must stand for worst conservatory. Yeah. This is the worst conservatory I've ever seen in my life. If I ever end up stealing my house, I'm going to walk people through it saying, and this is the bed conservatory, and this is the bath conservatory, and this is kind of the living conservatory, uh, and this is the scullery. <laughs> I work in the office at a factory, and we have random spirit days with themes. I rarely participate. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> But I woke up this morning and put on a floral tank top, Hawaiian shirt, shorts, and hula girl dress socks for vacation clothes day. Hold on a second. The name of that is fucking chilling, and I have to put my head between my legs. (laughs) That's grueling. Can you even imagine what it would be like if you had a, imagine. if you got to wear these for their intended purpose? Now you will wear them as a cruel joke. I have made a mockery of your vacation clothes. Couldn't couldn't we just call it vacation day? No, because then they might not show up. <laughs> no, no, no. We have vacation days, but they're pretty much just for going to your nana's funeral. They're not for actually like fucking relaxing, because you get four of them. <sighs> Vacation clothes day. (laughs) As I pulled into the parking lot, I had the sudden realization that I only glanced at the theme schedule once, jotted it down on my calendar, and heard no word of it since. I'm now second-guessing myself. What if today isn't a spirit day? Should I call in from the parking lot and go home? And that's from Floral in Fort Wayne. This This took a chronological turn that I wasn't quite expecting. Like, it was, it was not a... Uh, a perspective shift as much as it was like a time a time shift. I think mm-hmm. this question asker is a time shifter. I like questions where people send them to us and they're, the answer is only applicable for about a five-minute window mm. several weeks ago. It gives her the sense of urgency, but not. You're right. It's like sem- simultaneous urgency and the complete lack thereof. I think it is completely legitimate for you to put on vacation clothes and then drive to your workplace and then look in there and look at what you're wearing and think, this is so fucking grim. I'm going to actually just do the vacation. I'm already dressed for it. This is what this person is debating, right? right? Should I just take a vacation day? Like, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah, you're already dressed for it. Just fucking piss off this all is, day. This is the start of at least two different movies that I can think of. Joe versus the volcano and office space. Look at this moment of like, you know what? I'm just gonna wear my Hawaiian shirt to work. Oh, also, I fucking hate this place. This place sucks. Also, you know, it all comes out in the wash. Sometimes you'll be out on spring break and you'll wake up and you'll put on some khakis and you'll put on a nice Oxford and you'll be like, oh, I guess my body wants work. And then you'll go to work because it's what your body craves at that moment. You gotta go where the, the clothes make the person is what I say. It makes them... Go to the places that they need to go that day. Mm-hmm. The traveling pants, the ice cream suit, all of those things. Ice cream suit, you know what you're doing that day. You know you're going down to Cold Stone, and you know that you're robbing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Why did I put on this ice cream suit? You Damn put it. on the ice cream suit. You pull the hood over your face. You say, I got to have it. I would say, have no fear, walk into work wearing it. And if people are like, why are you dressed like that? Just say, it's a spirit day. Because here's the thing, it's a completely arbitrary thing. And if someone says, no, it isn't, then you say, well, point me towards the spirit day authority and we'll find out. <laughs> That's good. You could also look at the calendar and, and be more diligent about that. It's one step. You need it for for today. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, I'm just saying in the future, it would be cool to do whatever tomorrow's spirit day is going to be. Just to give people a sneak peek of what it's going to, what, how big a jackass they're going to look like for the next one. Hey guys, why are you wearing pajamas? I'm just saying next week, this is what you're all going to look like. So really think about it. It It is interesting to think that it sounds like there's a really loose grasp on what day is what. You could just wear whatever the fuck you want to work any day. And if someone sees you, be like, why are you like, oh, I thought it was. And it's like, okay, 
cool. Like, just wear whatever you want. This is it sounds like Wild you're, West. You're you're speaking as someone who has worked out of their home for the past several years. You you have lost perspective. That my is friend. true. I have worked many a job with many a a dress code, and man, it's uh, you start. I hate khaki pants so much, y'all. I can't. I've worked so many. Oh, khaki pants can't get me in them these days. I've turned mine into fun T-shirts. Huh, I watched okay. I watched a Facebook video where you cut the uh, crotch out of it and you can make them into cool t-shirts. You just put your head through the crotch hole and you wear the legs like sleeves? Now you're getting it. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you get a little uh, crop top action going. Folks can see your Bebo, my hairy Bebo. Hey, have you been reading uh, the belly button book? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I've been reading the belly button book. What do you think I am? Hell yeah. So I show my hairy Bebo, my hip bones. Cute summer look. People like it. And then I have a zipper for my chest hair to get stuck in. <laughs> uh, Jesus, this is so... I can't get over how grim this is. It's, I can't get past the... Like, I, I think you should quit, probably. But, like, you didn't list that among the options. That's a privileged just, position to take, but good God almighty. I Listen, I am not saying that all, like, jobs suck and working at a factory is bad or anything like that. I think somebody's saying, hey, you know what would be fun? If you, our workforce, pretended like you didn't have to come to work today and you wore the clothes that you found enjoyable and relaxing while you had to do your job. Like, right. that's mean. We never get it's to- It's just mean. We never get to see you on the weekend, Tyler. Show me, show me Saturday, Tyler. I would love to see, who, uh, I would love to take a walk in his mind. Can we, should we give them a job? Yes. Welcome to your new gig. You got the job. Uh, here at My Brother, My Brother, and Me Industries. And that job is to follow us to the money zone. It's not a very good yeah, how, else, how else are we going to provide for our, our burgeoning <laughs> staff here? <laughs> hey, I'd like to tell you about Casper. Okay. I love Casper. There, I said it. I'm not afraid. I'm uh-huh. begging you. <laughs> Here's the thing, you tell me not to talk about it every time, but I'm in love. <laughs> I'm in love and I don't care who knows it, Griffin. It's the I way, love it. It's the way, it's the, it, it's the fucking full-blown Oprah stank that you put on these I'm words. I'm in love. Okay. I like when I sleep on it. And. They have a brand new hybrid mattress that combines the pressure relief of their award-winning foam with durable yet gentle springs. I can't wait to sleep upon it and fall in love all over again. Oh my God. And you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100 night risk-free sleep on it trial. So get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com. Wrong! And using brother at checkout. That's casper.com slash brother. Use the word brother at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Justin, do Bowling Branch. You like to sleep, right? We've already proven that conclusively with our extensive meditation on beds. I'm and... in love. <laughs> okay. I, I'm in like with these great sheets. Uh, hey, uh, soften uh, your heart. Let down your walls. Soften your heart and soften these sheets. What's that? You don't need to. Because everything that B&B makes is designed with your comfort in mind. From their 100% organic cotton signature soft sheets to the cozy throws to their plush towels, Bowl and Branch products have thousands of five-star reviews. People are at the heart of everything they do, from the farmers who grow their organic cotton to the people who vape their organic cotton in the vape room that they have set up mm-hmm. there on the premises because they're a considered employer. They also ha- offer a no-risk 30-day trial and free shipping in the U.S. You can return them the sh- stuff you buy from them if you don't love it. Thank you. I have their plush towels, and this is mm. this is, this is is 100% true. When I'm drying off after my shower, the ball and branch towel dry my hair, dry my face, dry my arms, dry my chest, dry my tummy, dry my back, and then I fold it up. And I use another towel for the downtown stuff. 
because I don't even want to risk it. <laughs> you can get started with their products right now. Our listeners get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com, promo code my brother. Now, when I say bowlandbranch.com, promo code my brother, I'm not talking about the regular way of writing it. I'm talking about B O L L and branch. Dot com. It's a bad name, which I'll continue to say in every Bowl and Branch ad because I'm kind of curious if they listen. So <laughs> don't <laughs> tell them. Tell hey, me, don't tell them. Just don't tell them. Don't tweet. I'll know. I'm just going to keep saying it's a bad name. They should have picked something different and they should change it. Good until I get an email Good from maximumfun.com. Until I get an email from Maximum Fun telling me, Justin, stop it. Uh, stop doing that. They're extremely angry with you. Uh, I will continue to mention how the sheets are great. So good. The name is bad. Uh, and uh, the, and the promo the code there, my brother, is all one word. You think greatsheets.com is taken? It has to be, right? It has to be, right? Greatsheets.com. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. about uh, greatsheets.pizza? I'm going to fix this for them. Greatsheets. Z is trademarked. Someone said greatsheets.com. That is trademarked. Well, but they do they just want to be sheets? What about greatsheets.ghost? Great, great soft. Mm. Great soft yes. stuff. Greatsoftstuff.com. Let's see if that's taken. That's available $12.99.greatsoftstuff.com <gasps> will take you to Bowling Branch. Nice. So you don't have to remember it's B O L L anymore. Just go to greatsoftstuff.com. And you can uh, and you can use that same promo code, my brother, but just with a different website that doesn't require you to remember the bowl is misspelled intentionally. I listen to reading glasses because Bria and Mallory have great tips. You're a comics reader and you want to use a library connected app. You can try out Hoopla. I listen for the author interviews. I'm mad at myself that I waited as long as I did to start reading Joan Didion. They give me reading advice I didn't even know I needed. If you go in person to an event and go up to an author or a filmmaker or anybody and tell them what they you don't like about their work, you're a trash baby. I, look, I understand you didn't like Heroes Season 3. That's fine. I, like, <laughs> I don't actually need to know that information. I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We're Reading Glasses and we solve all your bookish problems every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Uh, hey, can I talk? Can I uh, Yahoo time? You want to? Yeah, I love that. All right, this one was sent in by Nick. Thanks, Nick. It's anonymous. Yahoo answers user Alyssa who asks. Okay, no joke. I found a four leaf clover. In your opinion, should I eat it to get the luck out of it? Ooh. <laughs> Would that let me absorb the luck? In parentheses, if you want to see the clover, it's on my Instagram, and then they've provided their Instagram handle. Here's the thing. You hold the clover, you get a little bit of luck over time, right? Spread out over time till it's all used up. If Interesting. You eat the clover, you do get one big burst of luck. Yeah. Right? One, so one big good luck for eating the clover. Right. So the que- maybe the question is what do you have planned for the day? Mm. If you're like I've got I've got the big game coming up, yeah, eat the clover. Eat it. But if you're like, I was just going to sit around, maybe hold the clover and you find like a dollar in the couch. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. saying, Griffin, would you eat it? Well, I'd f- if it's for the big game, as you know, when you eat it, you get about four seconds of super good luck. So yes, I would need right. a whole big old Ziploc bag full of these things, or, which I'd probably have to crowdsource. You could do like, okay, you, you got two strikes. It's the uh, bottom of the ninth. Oh, you're mm-hmm. down by two, right? You're you're at bat. You got two players on base already. You see the pitcher wind up real quick. You pop it in your mouth. Nom, 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 chew yeah. it up and then you swing. I and think then a satellite a satellite falls from the skies and destroys the pitcher, which of course counts as a home run for the batter, which is a weird <laughs> rule. I don't know what they allow. The rules, if, the, if the pitcher's destroyed mid pitch. It's called interference and it's automatic home run. He, so here's what the they luck. don't tell you. This is what leprechauns won't tell you. I'm going to pull the curtain back. What leprechauns won't tell you is the good luck you get from four-leaf clover is because that four-leaf clover has siphoned luck away from someone else and given them bad luck. So in that circumstance, you're getting a burst of good luck and the pitcher's getting a pretty solid burst of bad luck, right? Like, yeah. what are the odds? Because if you're going to have good luck, someone else has to suffer. Hmm. Just remember you know, that. Nice when we're looking at Trav. Yeah. I know. Listen, I'm telling you, 
what those leprechaun bigwigs won't tell you. I'm ready to give you all the secrets that the leprechauns don't want you to know. Buy my book for twenty nine ninety nine. Buy my book. Buy my book. <laughs> you guys like the critic. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's been our new segment. You guys like the critic. It's a pretty good segment. It stinks, Justin. It stinks. Oh, I love that. It stinks, right? If you're, if it's in you. You're still making contact. Does it have to be physical contact for the luck to get on you? Or what's this? What's the story? Uh, yeah. I mean, you have to be in possession of it. That's nine-tenths of the law. Read a book. But the thing right. is, is when you consume it, your tummy acids start breaking down the luck molecules. Oh, and so that's where the energy is released, right? Big burst. But then they're gone. How many three-leaf clover? Can my tummy tell if I've taken a three-leaf clover and glued a, th a fourth leaf onto it? Now, if you have four three-leaf clovers, you do have three four-leaf clovers. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's another thing the leprechauns won't tell yeah, you. Yeah, your stomach is your stomach. Is, the people working in your your tummy factory are like, oh shit, we got a lot of four-leaf clovers coming in. What? Let's one, two, three, twelve. Okay, yeah. yeah, whatever the fuck. Oh man, they don't know. This job's so hard. Uh-oh, corn, corn, corn alert, corn. <laughs> we still haven't figured out what to do with this shit. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to munch. Squad. 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 I like squad. Your... squad, squad. For some I reason, want to. that one gave me the feeling of like a janitor rolling in in the middle of a meeting. <laughs> just like, I, hey, I, don't mind me, just here to empty the cans. I want a munch. I want a munch. I want a munch. Squad, 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 squad. I want a munch. I want a munch. I want a munch. Squad, 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 squad. Munch, munch, munch. That's my Manhattan transfer version. Yeah. It was really good. Good news for dirtbags. KFC's Cheetos sandwich is going national, baby. Following the limited time launches of pickle fried chicken, huh. Kentucky fried chicken and waffles, and Cinnabon dessert biscuits, the KFC Cheetos sandwich is another example of how KFC is continuing to take food innovation mm. to new heights. After an overwhelmingly successful test earlier this year, Kentucky fried chicken and fan favorite Cheetos are giving fans nation they should just say dirtbags but okay giving fans nationwide access to the sought after cheetos sandwich for just four short weeks <gasps> beginning july 1st this is a special twist on the kfc crispy kernel sandwich Ooh. this and i think this is literal in this case dangerously cheesy combination <laughs> is made by coating KFC's juicy hand-breaded... Okay, I'm not going to tell you guys. We're going to do a Munch Squad quiz. How do you think the KFC Cheetos sandwich is constructed? Okay. Give me your recipe for if I come into the meeting and I'm like, boys, we got to do it. KFC X Cheetos, make the sandwich. What is it? I'm going to say it's hand-breaded. Including cheese. Did you say ham breaded? Because <laughs> that you're on the right track. It's ham -breaded that is a great a place for Cheetos dust. Okay. I think there's oh. Cheetos dust in it. And then maybe some kind of like cheesy sauce. Okay. I'm going to Cheetos Just, has to be a part of every. Yeah, whole ass Cheetos right there on top. I think whole ass Cheetos are on there. I think Cheetos. I think they will call it Cheetos milk. Cheetos blood. I think they'll just call it, it's it's, it's hand-breaded, and I love how they say it's hand-breaded, as if I care about the fucking, like, <laughs> TLC that went into this fucking, <laughs> yeah, I think it's Cheetos all the way down. And and with okay. each sandwich, we put just a little bit of irony in every hand-breaded filet. Yeah, eat ironically, KFC. The dangerously cheesy combination is made by coating KFC's juicy, hand-breaded, Extra crispy chicken filet with special Cheetos sauce. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. That's what it says. Special Cheetos sauce. <laughs> Get that regular Cheetos sauce the fuck out of here. This is this for is Jeremy. He deserves the best. This and placing it on a toasted bun with a 
This is a quote that I fucking cannot parse with a quote pinch of the thumb, index, and middle fingers layer of crunchy Cheetos. Huh. I don't know what that means, but that's what it said. I, I guess it's like how many you can get with three fingers if you imagine that grabbing motion. Like but, that amount of Cheetos out is like on there. And then it says <laughs> with the Colonel's mayo. Oh, and I don't God. know if we can hold that. But I would like to not include the <laughs> Colonel's sound mayo. Like just waiting for an expose, doesn't it? Yeah. What did you think the Colonel's mayo was? This is why they keep going through the actors so fast. It's because Reba steps in and she's like, "Gosh, I'm excited to be the Colonel." And they're like, "Okay, so we do have to tell you the, the company secret." And they open up the briefcase <laughs> and she looks at it and says, "Nah, I'm done. Y'all find another nah. one." At the end, you are processed and turned into the, <laughs> the colonel's I haven't mayonnaise. seen Reba in a while. Where's Reba? Yeah, Reba's mm. gone. I love the new barbecue flavor of the colonel's mayo. Chaos, <laughs> colonel's mayo is Reba. <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate the nationwide launch of the sandwich, Chester Tito will be <laughs> murdered summarily. No, it doesn't say that. Chester Cheetah will be taking over Manhattan's 14th Street KFC restaurant. Can't the police do something? What is that on Thursday? Mean? He's going to be taking. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, Travis. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. Well, it's going to be an exclusive all orange everything pop up event where customers can try the sandwich for the first time in advance of the restaurant in restaurant availability on July 1st. Why does that stuff always happen in New York? Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't seem fair. I'm not there. Um, both KFC and Cheetos have dedicated and passionate fan bases, which, if you have to say it in a press release, is probably a lie. So it only made sense to merge these two iconic brands together, did it, to provide an irresistible and flavorful sandwich that offers the best of both worlds. Oh, my God. Planet, planet cheese and KFC hell. Best of both worlds. Fought, uh, um, it's uh, they're creating delicious menu items that flan fans flock toward, which is accurate I am, because they are sheep. I am looking at a picture of this sandwich, and mm -hmm. what I want to discuss now is the textural difficulties that this thing's going to provide. First of all, it's bigger than any human mouth. Like you are going to have to attack this thing from the side. <laughs> Good good news, the people eating this can only loosely be described as humans. Okay, so Next that's complaint. fine. Let's just go through it bottom to top and talk about the textual experience. Bottom, bun. That's soggy as fuck at this point. There's no way that bun's getting to you with any amount of crisp toastiness left. Then you just have wet. That's the Colonel's mayo, and you know how I feel about that. Then you have whole-ass fucking Cheetos. That's going to be, you know, they're toothsome. They're a toothsome bite, and they're, are, they're going to flop all around. They're going to be loose. That's a challenge. And then you have very, very heavily crusted fried chicken. You get the more crunch meat, crunch on top of that, and then another wet bread. There's like, that's that is going to suck. There is no way that you pull your mouth away from that thing with what you would call a good bite of it. A good cross-section, good representative bite of this fucking thing. This looks like a real aggro crag. I would eat the hell out of this sandwich. Oh my God, Travis. Listen, Travis. I wouldn't be proud of it. But I'm saying that given the opportunity to try it, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd come away, well, I don't think I'd walk away from the experience at all, but I don't think I'd no. walk away from the experience saying like, this is it, this is the new taste sensation. But if you gave me the opportunity to eat a Cheetos, you know, chicken sandwich or whatever, I'd probably do it. I like Cheetos. I like fried uh -huh. chicken. If we can hold, you know, the Colonel's mess, then I would totally check it out. It's <laughs> Colonel's made such the Colonel and Chester have made such a big mess. They're selling I, such a big, big mess. Um, and also, quick Munch Squad Junior, just so people don't send it to me. Arby's made a uh, carrot out of meat. Get it? Yeah, it's just a fucking. They're not going to sell it. I'm only interested in things that that they think that you, a human, would consume with your want to consume with your body. Um, so yes, that also happened. It's called the merit. Because it's made of meat. That man, they sure do like meat there, huh? I've noticed, I've noticed I've noticed a thread, a sort of common thread with all of their sort of messaging. They sure do like mm -hmm. meat. And you know what they hate? Fucking vegetables. Yeah, they don't like vegetables. They do love meat. This next question that we got, we don't normally do these like help me like make a judgment call here. 
But this one just baked my noodle so hard, I had to include it because I want to know what you guys think. Oh yeah, this is this is an important subject. Uh, Justin, would you please read the question? I would read it, but I think that would weird people out because it's just not what we do. At a gaming convention last summer, a what? I needed a gaming convention uh, last summer. I needed to quickly grab lunch between panels. I was moderating. The line at the food truck was huge, so I walked to the person who was first in line and offered to pay them for their meal if they ordered for me, too. Ugh! My friend says this was the same as cutting in line and was bad. I think it's more like Postmates, where I paid someone to get lunch for me, but on the other hand, I recognize that this increased the wait in line for the time it would take to cook my order. I'm worried my friend might be right. They are. So I haven't done this since then. Brothers, was I cutting in line or no? And that's from genuinely concerned at Gen Con. Let's, yes, this was bad. Can we? Obviously. Obviously bad. Can You've run the numbers already. You know, you know it was, it was bad. bad. But You've run the numbers. Can we, can we tweak it? Can we tweak reality just a little bit? I got, those, I got one of Thanos' cool stones, and I snap my fingers, and the thing changes, okay? What if instead of going to the person in the front of the line and saying, like, hey, it's like Postmates. You work for, hey, look, you work for me now. Instead of that, what if your buddy is like clo- like in the middle of the line or close to the front of the line? You're like, ooh, shit. Hey, can you go ahead and get me a burrito too? Is that bad? No. This is what I'm saying. I don't think this is bad. I think what it is is it's revolutionary. And sometimes when something is revolutionary, it can seem bad. It can seem scary at the time. But then we look back on it in the future and it's like, wow, on that day, they changed the game of ordering at food trucks. Now, here's the problem. If everyone starts to do this, there's going to be one person in line who's ordering (laughs) 500 meals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the five hundred, the five hundredth person is gonna have to get stuck with the bill, which is too bad. <laughs> have Have you guys noticed that I, 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 my hat does do go off to this person in one regard that I have found with food trucks that you are either ordering um, and getting your food in like a few minutes, or spending a good amount of your life and missing your daughter's high school graduation as you wait for a slimy taco. Have you noticed this? Like there's an immense amount of variability in food truck speed that we've all just decided to accept. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's the, can you say it like that? Can you do it again, Justin, but do it like, what's the, what is the deal with food? What is the deal with food truck? Jerry never got to do that. Do you ever think about the, the jokes that, Seinfeld didn't get to oh, do Oh, I bet he'd have hmm. some stuff to say. I bet he'd have some fun with that. What? No, but can I just say, but for real, guys, what is the deal with food trucks? <laughs> is it a car? It, this sucks. Uh, it's it's obviously cutsies if you put your body in the line. Yes. But it it's like psychic cutsies if you just put your desires in the line. I would argue <laughs> that it's only cutsies if you are adding one more sale between like if if i if someone said like if someone said i'm gonna get a burrito right and someone walked up and said make it two burritos the order time is the same now if someone said i'm gonna get a burrito and they said cool let me step in behind you and i too well, am gonna get Travis, a this is a, yeah, obviously uh, yeah obviously right obviously we're talking about the other thing i have i have a new i have a new plan stand at the front of the line with a stack of 20 U.S. dollar bills. Uh As people have um, received their order, in the moment, in the flush of victory upon receiving their order, you offer to buy, hey, can I have three chips? Can I just have three chips for this $1 bill? You won't want those three chips by the time you're done consuming your dish. Mm -hmm. Just give me three chips. And then I think you can just sort (laughs) of... Give me one you know, bite of your burrito. It's like food antiquing. You know, you're just you're just getting a little bit off the top. You're at the it, sampler table. You're getting your points on the back end. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, here's here's the deal. <laughs> I'll stand in line with you and massage your back. I'm just gonna need ten points on that burrito. <laughs> and merch <of> rights. <laughs> merch rights to that burrito. Did I say merch? I meant munch rights on your burrito. Uh, just three chips. Hey, I'm is all it, I you need. can have the first bite because I know how that I wouldn't like it, but I get the second. 
Slice me off one fifth of that Kit Kat bar, and I <laughs> break me off a well measured piece of that Kit Kat bar. Now I'm off to dessert. Now. now you don't want my mouth on your food. That's fine. I got two buckets here. One's full of quarters. One's about to be full of little slices of food that my friend, my new friends, whittle off into it. And then there's a third bucket that's for cleaning the other two buckets. Don't look <laughs> at that bucket. It gets so fucking nasty. And don't put the food in the quarters one. I don't want that metal stink all over my falafel. <laughs> this is time theft. Don't fucking do it. I think it's fine. Don't do it. it d- your friend was right. Don't do it. I think your friend is just afraid of the change you've made in the world. The ripple that you've begun. The bad ripple. The ripple of people hey, eating their maybe food Justin, slower, you're a doofus. Maybe. Maybe it's bad. Maybe it's not. Sometimes change is it scary. Is. We are fucking hanging on by a thread. We are hanging on by a thread. And waiting in line for food is like ground level society. Do not start dismantling what little fabric we have left as a people. Wait in line for your fucking churro and then get it like everybody else. Okay? Okay. We're hanging on by a fucking thread and we're all just going to wait in line and enjoy our burritos. All right? All right. You know what? You've convinced me, Justin. What if there was 60 windows on this, what is now becoming a sort of food train, and you have to catch up with the food train? <laughs> food train is better, because that's the problem, is there's just the one window. Mm-hmm. And no one's talking about that. <laughs> no one's talking about food train. <laughs> no one's talking about how if you had 60 windows, we could all just get our food the moment we want it. You know what's a thank you. You know what's a kick-ass spot that millennials love to go and nosh down at is Amtrak stations. Get there after the big game. Head over there after church. Get to the Amtrak station. Hit up the food train. Okay, listen. Can I hit you guys? Stop the podcast and let's talk about food train for a second. Okay. Right? What if there was a single train track that wound its way through this great land we called America? And there are food train stops wherever, like all throughout the country, right? But it's just the one train and the one train track. And then when you started to get a line, you have like a single car, right? And it people are lining up there at the carnival because it's in town for the carnival that you're having. All events will take place on the food train track, okay? So you, you, if the line gets to be more than two people in line, another car on the food train comes and joins that one. And all of a sudden you got twice as many windows. No one is waiting. If those people dissipate, the food train goes to the next station where it is needed. Do you understand? It's infinite capacity. And it only does hamburgers. <laughs> You can't special order it. Yes. There's just the hamburgers on here, folks. But it is, they are good hamburgers. They're not the best hamburgers. It's not Burger King. You can't have it your way. You have it train way. That's it. That's the only way available is train now, way. Now, this idea beats so much ass that it's going to become the only legal way to obtain food. Now, we've entered into a program that I would like to call Snack Piercer. And okay. in this one, we have to we you have to live on Burger Train. You know, you never hear about how these dystopian societies start with a kick-ass idea mm-hmm. like Food Train. They all st- like maybe it was supposed to be like dope. Like, wouldn't it be cool if we could just watch everybody? Big Brother happens, oh, you know what I mean? But be, yeah, at the sure. beginning, it was like that would be cool. Like we could watch everybody be, and just make sure they don't get into trouble. It would be so sick if some of us started eating the other ones of us, and then it's Whoa. like Walking Dead is like, "Oops, you took it." I didn't Oops. mean. I didn't mean all of us. Ah, shoot. Ah, uh, dang it. I stand by Food Train, though. I feel pretty don't good. Stand we just that need some food investors. Train. The oils—they have hot oils inside, and when yeah. it takes a turn. <laughs> That's why only automatons can work on food trade. Yeah, yeah. That thing's oh, so now you're giving away American jobs, Justin. I'm create. It's a zero sum game, Travis. I'm not taking away any jobs. There isn't a food train right now. (laughs) It's just a zero sum game. You are taking away hypothetical (laughs) jobs, dystopian jobs. Yes. (laughs) Now, what I do like is you're also creating American jobs because someone would need to build both the train and the automatons. I like that part. And destroy yes. so many buildings to make the, way for the food that. train tracks. It 
I, I estimate to have a train track that it weaves its way through our entire country will take, let me just check my math here, 783 years. <laughs> so there is that. Especially because, put it where there are- especially because it's going to purposefully weave directly through every McDonald's and Burger King that already exists Correct. in America. Also, it's on roads. We got rid of roads, <laughs> and it's just food train. <laughs> what about my car? You don't drive cars anymore. The earth is dying. The train There's comes no to cars. You. There's just food train. Solar-powered hamburger slinging food train yes. is the future. Yes. Get on board now. Literally, but don't get on board because it is there's hot grease in it's here. It's, grease. It's, there's so many moving servos. If you just like, if you get, that's what I'm saying. Don't get too close to food train because you will be caught up in it like an old timey industrial worker. Every now, surface on food train is a broiler. We couldn't afford to just have single. Bro- every surface this is on a there, hot, that's wet right. robot train, and it will annihilate you. And now you might you might want to get on. Because we have bulldozed every forest in America to make way for this train track. We get that. If you want to get on the, because it's bad out here. It is a If the robots like, are made of metal, why do we need discrete grills? Correct. Do you understand what I'm they saying? Are They're cooking it on the their grill. These hot, sexy robots are grilling the burgers on their chests and peeling them off for you, a delighted carnival goer. And they're peeling them off each other's chests. It's sexy in there. We <laughs> get why you'd want to get on the train, but do you gotta not. You got to resist the siren song of the robot food train. If you get on this sexy, hot, wet, greasy train, you will die. Instantly. I don't know why the scientists made them all look like Mark Ruffalo. I, I don't, don't understand. understand. But guys, this sexy burger train will fuck you up, fam. Listen, the Ruffalo bots are grilling hamburgers on each other's chests and delivering them to your town whether you like it or not. Do not get on this train or you will die. But also do not miss the train because it's the only it's the food only opportunity food you have left. Exists. This train is delicious and it is uninsured. There will be no one to care for your family. No recompense will be made for your death on we food train. We did use all of our resources to create both the food train and the Ruffalo bots. Nothing is left for healthcare. We are so sorry, but please enjoy this burger. That's $5.99. It's, we, all of our budget goes to food train and war because everybody else hates us for our food train. Everybody They're wants jealous. our food train. But it's ours. Now, in the case of a foreign invasion, the Ruffalo bots will will <laughs> militarize. So they will continue making hamburgers though, so do not fear. But it's sort of a, they just see people situation. So it's gonna yes, be- that is gonna, gonna be bad. That's also gonna be bad. At that point, you wanna stay away from the train. Uh, we are still working on some kind of way of letting you know whether we're in a approach to the train or stay away from the train situation. We haven't figured that part out yet. We'll get there, folks. We'll get there. Uh, but but not this episode. Unfortunately, this one has come to a an end, a screeching halt, if it were. Uh, thank you so much for listening to it. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed yourself. Uh, if you want to come see us live this uh, here in the next few months, you still have some opportunities. You can see uh, uh, July 16th, we'll be doing some, first off, I'll list some Taz readings of our new book uh, murder on the rockport limited the adventure zone Murder on the rockport limited it's a second graphic novel uh and we're gonna be doing some readings me uh carrie and griffin are gonna be in new york on july 16th travis and dad are gonna be in portland on july 16th july 17th you can see me and griffin in austin and you can see travis and clint our dad in los angeles please come to that show for sure if possible um, and then July 19th, we're all going to be in San Diego, California with, uh, dad, me, Travis, Griffin, dad, Carrie, everybody, everybody's going to be at that one. It's July 19th in San Diego. Uh, uh, tickets to those are at bit.ly forward slash become the monster, I believe. Uh, or you can just go to macro.family and click on tours. We're also doing some, Bim Bim and Taz shows, uh, our July 20th Taz in San Diego may be sold out. I do not know. Uh, uh, August 30th and 31st, we're going to be in Atlanta with Taz and Bim Bam. Uh, let's see, September 1st, uh, Orlando with Bim Bam. September 25th, we're going to be doing the Adventure Zone. Yeah, there's a lot more throughout the fall. Just go, uh, that's in Washington, by the way. But uh, there's a lot more coming throughout the fall. Go check out bit.ly forward slash become the monster or go to macro.family and check, click on tours and... Uh, 
and uh, hopefully you can come see us. Uh, and Justin mentioned the Murder on the Rockport Limited. You can pre-order that book, whether you're going to those book shows or not, which I highly suggest. We're really proud of this one. It's really good. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Uh, go to theadventurezonecomic.com. Pre-order it today. It comes out, I believe, July 16th or 17th, one of those. Don't be the last person in the world to get one. Go order it now. I heard a rumor everybody on planet has gotten it but you. Oh, no. Whoa. Uh, thanks to J- Amazing. Thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song, It's a Departure, off the album Putting the Days to Bed. Sick album, killer tunes and killer riffs, great beats, and it's great and thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network you can go to MaximumFun.org check out all the great shows there shows like uh, you know uh, Can I Pet Your Dog and Baby Geniuses and Beef and Dairy Network and a bunch more Uh, and uh, like we said we got other stuff at McElroy.Family including new merch and just all kinds of just good stuff everybody ready for me to end the show yes Here's a final Yahoo that was sent in by Emily. Thanks, Emily. It's an anonymous Yahoo Answers user. I'm going to call Scringe. Asks, How is it we had 45 presidents and 52 Super Bowls, but George Jefferson was elected before Super Bowl? Conspiracy? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. Doug Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother. My brother, me, kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. If you're looking for a new comedy podcast, why not try the Beef and Dairy Network? It won Best Comedy at the British Podcast Awards in 2017 and 2018. Also, I There were no horses in this country until the, the mid to late 60s. Specialist bovine arse vet. Both of his eyes are squid's eyes. Yogurt buffet. She was married to a bacon farmer who saved her life. Farm-raised snow leopard. Download it today. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast from MaximumFun.org. Also, maybe start at episode one, or weirdly, episode 36, which for some reason requires no knowledge of the rest of the show.